0: Hi guys, it's Shelly with Emerge Marketing Solutions. I hope you're enjoying this Elenten journey through our Emerge 2020 podcast and are developing a closer relationship with God. Through this past week, we have learned to rest in God's love, make time for a daily spiritual routine, and connect with God on a deeper level of friendship through prayer. As you continue to enhance your relationship with God and choose to live a faith-centered life, I hope you enjoy the journey and prepare to Emerge Strengthened. It's day seven of our best Lent ever journey, and we're talking about our prayer routines today. And so we want to have that more personal relationship with God, and as we think about that conversation that we have with him, we shouldn't get caught up in how we should exactly say it, um, that prayer, but allow God to kind of work with us. If you think about having that conversation with a friend, Think about how it really helps when they listen, when they're there and listen to you and you're able to just kind of share your thoughts with them. That's the same thing that we should be doing with God. We should be setting aside some time, some quiet time, to have that personal conversation with him. And then through that, hopefully allow him to kind of open up up our hearts that we can continue to speak what's truly on our hearts and minds and ask for his guidance. And so having a daily routine like we learned about yesterday and having that prayer <clears throat> and leading with uh, prayer in our lives and starting off our day and ending our day with those prayers and being grateful to God throughout the day for the gifts he's given us, those are the types of things um, that we're being called to do this day. Not worry about exactly what how we're saying and what we're saying um, but really allowing ourselves to open up our hearts to god so i want to share with you a little bit about um, a a story of kind of my conversion to the catholic church um, but it had to do a lot with prayer so early on in my my life um, there was a year that uh, we lost many of our family members i think it was we had three deaths within one year around 1996 uh, and my grandpa was one of those. So all three of these um, people who were fairly close to me who passed away were all Catholic. And so at the time, let's see, how old was I? About 14. Um, and so in my middle school years, going into high school, and one thing that was really interesting to me was at each of these funerals, they would have a prayer service or, um, and everyone would share the rosary. And I just thought it was so neat that all of these people in the room could say the exact same prayer. And I remembered um, leading up to my grandpa's death, how he really emphasized how the rosary is what helped him get through every single day. Having grown up Lutheran, I wasn't exposed to the, um, the Catholic church as much or didn't really know the rosary. And so as we sat there and listened, That repetition I started to catch on to it and so I started to say the rosary as well and by the third funeral we had gone to I actually felt like I knew it but what was really neat was the power of that prayer the power of how many people coming together and saying that same prayer over and over and over and that to me um, was really impactful um, to see how many people were saying that same prayer And so there's a lot of prayers in our church um, and throughout many churches um, that we use to help bring us closer to God and connect us in community to one another. So although there's individual prayer that you may do at home, in your car, as you're getting ready for the day, um, and on your own personal terms, there are also prayers that bring us together in community and show that we have that similar faith. So fast forward a little bit. Um, I went on, you know, graduated high school, went on to college, and I had the opportunity to study in Rome, Italy, and going through college, several of my friends were Catholic, um, and I didn't have as many friends who were Lutheran who were going to church, so I oftentimes went to church with with my Catholic friends. I'll give you guys a shout out right here, because I know several of you are, are watching, Um, But one thing that I found really valuable is that no matter which church we went to, it was the exact same structure um, of the Mass. And that repetition, um, to me, was really comforting, knowing that no matter if I went to a church here, there, or anywhere, it was going to be the same structure. And it was this very similar structure to what we did in our Lutheran Church. And so I found comfort in that. Um, because I felt like I could connect with that, and I could relate to that, and that repetition, both what I heard in my grandparents' church growing up, um, then in college, and then when I went to Rome, it was the exact same structure. They were saying the same prayers. They had the same mass format, um, and a lot of those same prayers transferred onto our Lutheran church as well, and so that, to me, kept saying, Shelley, this is this is the way to go. This is um, this is what you're being called to do. And so while we don't necessarily have to get hung up with our personal prayers and, um, and how exactly to say them, we are given guidance through the church um, that there are prayers that we can lean on, we can go to um, when we may be struggling um, to find the right words to say. So yesterday in the gospel reading, we heard about the Lord's Prayer. And how that is such a valuable and impactful prayer that people of all denominations say and share. And it's so neat to, to me, like I said yesterday, um, to see how even athletes and even those who are not necessarily as close or as strong in their faith, they can still come to that Lord's Prayer and say that and use that as their, their um, guidance um, and connection to God. So as we look at some of those other prayers, uh, when we were in Rome, we had the opportunity to go to many different churches um, and to participate in those masses. And although they were being shared in Italian and Latin um, and other languages, it was the same process. And so the same repetition, the same um, feeling came out of that, despite me not knowing uh, some of the exact words um, that they were saying, not knowing Italian very well or especially not Latin. And one really valuable thing is when we went to um, Christmas Eve Mass at St. Peter's uh, Basilica in Rome there and to see thousands and thousands of people all gathered in the same area and singing all of these christmas songs in different languages that was so powerful and so neat but then as we began to fill st peter's um, thousands of people like i say and we were you know closer to the front but i believe it was either 13 or 16 languages um, that pope john paul uh, gave the mass in and so each segment or part of the mass was shared in a different language But it was so valuable to see all of these people coming from all over the world, all different backgrounds, coming together, saying the same prayers and connecting in that same way, sharing their faith. And so I found that so comforting to know that all across the world, people are saying these prayers. And so if we think about that um, on, on, Saturday, on Sunday mornings, maybe Saturday nights, um, or daily mass, a lot of times those are held at the same time, um, especially in the same time zones. But think about the power of prayer and connecting people who come from all walks of life, all different denominations, saying similar prayers um, at any given time throughout our, our entire world. The power of prayer is what can save us and how, what can connect us with God and have that more personal relationship. So not just doing that um, at home or uh, in your quiet place, wherever that might be, but it's also coming together as community and saying those prayers together. And so I also wanted to share some of the things that we read in today's chapter and Rediscover the Saints. Um, some of the things that I underlined or, or looked at, um, how many of you have wondered if mental prayer. Um, I read that on page 31. Mental prayer is something that, you know, sometimes we forget. Do we need to say our prayers out loud or can we just think them? Can we spend that time just thinking to ourselves what that prayer is um, and reflecting on on God's love for us and guidance for us? I think so. And so we don't necessarily have to just say it out loud or verbally, but we can have those mental prayers as well. So I shared a little bit about my prayer process uh, throughout the day. And quite honestly, guys, I hadn't read ahead at this chapter um, until yesterday afternoon. And as I started looking, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I talked about this just today. Uh, How crazy is that? But I think that reemphasizes the importance of having that prayer um, as part of your daily life and daily routine. So it says in here, begin by sharing what is happening in your day and something that's on your mind. I think I shared that as well, opening up to saying, God, here's what's happening in my life, and here's how I need you to help me. But how many of you are saying a prayer, and you start to get distracted? You start to think about this, that, or the other, and before you know it, you're totally far from prayer. And you kind of wonder, oh, geez, why am I? Why do I keep getting distracted? Um, God, please just help to clear my mind and help me to focus on you. This has been me a lot. Um, You know, I start a prayer and then I start to think about something else, especially when I'm doing that mental prayer. And when we're having such distracting lives and we're being called to do um, this, that, and the other, we get distracted in our daily lives. But as you think about that, God's still listening. God still knows. So even though you might get distracted, come back to that and continue that conversation. It doesn't have to be super formalized. You can have that conversation with God and pop in and talk to him whenever you want. All right. And let's see here on the uh, page 32. Then prayer sets into motion a domino effect of goodness. And this is what I love about my daily routine that I talked about yesterday, how I start my day with the readings each day and how I look at that um, signs of gratitude and what I'm grateful for and start with that prayer as well. And it's amazing how in the past, my day has gotten out of hand and out of control. But when I start my day with prayer, it sets into motion a positive outlook on life to prepare myself and to open my heart to the good things that are happening in my life not to immediately start my day with the negative and focusing on those negatives and so that prayer sets into motion that domino effect of goodness think about that if you feel like your day isn't going so well or you're having some struggles start talking to God start having that prayer with him Um, opening your hearts and giving you comfort and guidance um, to help live a life in his name. And then I also read this, all worthwhile actions begin with prayer. And so sometimes we need to separate our daily lives and the busyness of all of that with a prayer. How many of you pray before you eat um, a meal with your family or maybe it's in community with other people? When we set aside that experience and start with prayer, that helps us to refocus on the fact that God is the one bringing us together. God is the one nourishing us outside of our, the food we're about to eat. Um, or if you're starting uh, a mass or a church service, that is also another way that um, we start the, that time with a prayer. And what that's doing is to help separate our daily life and our busy life with what we're preparing ourselves and opening our hearts up to do and to listen to God's words through that process. Whether that's gathering for a meal, whether that's uh, being at mass or any other time like our uh, London journeys here as I'm sharing that prayer before we start and before we end so that we can open our hearts up throughout this process and then ask for his guidance and taking this experience that we just had uh, and carrying that throughout our day and week the other thing to remember here is if you do nothing else with your life develop an amazing friendship with God this friendship will change the way you see yourself and see the world so as I've kind of reiterated here several times Don't get too caught up in how to say the actual prayer. The most important thing is to have that personal relationship with God and inviting God to be with us on a daily basis um, throughout our lives and throughout our day and in those special moments that we're gathering with others in community so I'm going to wrap up today you know carry those things with you how can you open up your your lives to allowing God to be there with you on a daily basis he's already there but what you're asking kind of him to do is to open up your heart to allow him in and to allow him um, to be part of that conversation with you so as we close today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit we ask you to open up our hearts and minds to the power of prayer and to connect with you, Lord, in a more deeper level. Thank you for all the waves you bless me, those I am aware of, and those I am still oblivious to. The scriptures show me that from the beginning you have desired friendship and humanity. Help me to know and believe that just as you have yearned for friendship with Adam and Eve, Abraham, Moses, and Noah, Ruth, Esther, Rachel, and Mary, you desire a powerful friendship with me. Yes, me. Give me the wisdom to make prayer a priority in my life so together we can foster a beautiful friendship. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Have a wonderful day, everyone. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Thank you for joining us on the Emerge podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey and are prepared to emerge strengthened.